0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another daily episode of Pink Sorry this is a bit of a late episode, but it is worth it, trust me This episode is about seeking comfort And of course, it is another installment on this show Which offers simple insights into human nature To make a challenging life easy In many ways, this episode is kind of like the epitome The, the classic episode, the epoch episode of this podcast Um, So let's roll the intro and get right into it I'm gonna be honest with you for a second, I need to work on my intros, fucking, like, intros don't come naturally to me because I want to just get right into it, when I talk about this with my friends in real life, I usually use, like, an anecdote, personal example, um, which doesn't work because obviously I don't know any of you, like, all of you personally, it's for the analogy to make sense or the anecdote to make sense, or I usually just say, hey, you know, like, this, is this, this, and then give them a moment to think and then I'm like launching into the shit but that doesn't work either because that would be too short so i don't know intros are not a strong suit of mine, but who gives a shit we're in the episode now and we passed the intro so i don't have to worry about until about it until tomorrow anyway this episode is about seeking comfort easy doing things with ease and you might be thinking what the hell is this on what is this guy on about like talking about heavy mindset shit and you know productivity and success and all that, and now we're talking about hedonism. Well, I think there's. Mo- I honestly think, okay, from my perspective, my highest priority is to provide value to you, with re- in relation to this podcast. Like I'm trying to add value to you, the listener, the audience, and with that interest in mind. It's really not about what I want to say but what you want to hear. And so I really do think that most people listening and you know myself included, most people out there would really benefit from a life of comfort over a life of the opposite which is risk and hard work and all that shit. You see it's really not as lazy or like opportunityless i don't know what like or like plain or like a dead end as most people paint it to be i think the reason that comfort easiness is shot down so much is because we as people love pretending to deflect insecurity most of us are insecure about being normal or boring because most of us statistically speaking by the v- definition of the word normal normal are normal and therefore, we think we're boring sometimes. So we want to do hard things because we think it's the right thing to do, to stand out and be happy. But in, in reality, seeking comfort is usually a happier, better path for most people to take. So that's what this episode is about, the the easier path, the comfortable path. So, funny story about this topic, actually. I just thought of it, just um, uh, as a side note, while writing while thinking about this episode my sister actually started off hedonistic so she was the opposite of what I used to be which is a visionary I liked I mean not really a visionary visionary is like probably an exaggeration but I put my like view of like my vision of the world over pleasure so I worked hard to achieve my goals and I put that before being happy she was the opposite. She wanted to be happy. And now the roles have kind of switched. I've kind of aged into a, a framework where I have a very clear ordering of priorities. And changing the world is not the top of that list. It is just changing the world for a select few people, a.k.a. Um, investing in quality relationships. A lot of you who are not new to the show already know that about me. And my sister has turned the opposite way because she's constantly being bombarded by information, uh, propaganda, if you will, that in order to be happy, she has to be extraordinary. Which is, I think, a message most of us are exposed to as well, all the time, every day, by the various systems we inhabit, such as school and um, different subcultures in society. But I really do think that message is misguided. So here's my... Here's my take on this whole mess. Here's my take on the fact that every 20 to 30 year old wants to start a billion dollar company in the next 12 months. It's, um, it's a very viable option to seek comfort as your primary goal in life. And it's definitely fulfilling. So here, yeah, let's break this down you don't need to be outstanding to be happy let's start off with that there are plenty of normal average people who are just as happy as extraordinary people who are happy in in fact in the case of like we can just look at intelligence as an example as a we can just look at intelligence as an example right i'm not sure why i can't talk sometimes i do apologize it happens in every episode almost we can look at intelligence as an example as i was saying People who have outstanding intelligence are actually not that happy. Most of them are not. There's various studies that you can look up on this, which have been done, and I don't give a fuck enough to uh, reference them, but it's a very true thing. Smart people are less likely to be happy, and it's been observed for many times, and it's pretty well known. And if you think about it, it makes sense, because smart people know what is the cause of their problems yet usually they are powerless to fix them so for instance if it's just a matter of circumstance a normal person who is not as aware would might not be able to decipher that but a smart person as aware and um, observant as they are might know that exactly but they can't do anything about it because it's their circumstance so the fact that they know something how to fix things and they can't do something about it probably usually causes more um, melancholy than not knowing what the problem is and just dealing with the problem. So in that sense, you really don't need to be outstanding to be happy in any way of the word. It doesn't matter if it's intelligence or wealth or um, empathy or friendliness or beauty or anything. You really don't need to stand out to be loved either. The simple, straight path is almost as as obscure as the twisted one, however, because no one really talks about it. In other words, you don't need to be special in order to live a simple, happy, fulfilling life. But how to actually do this the easy way, to get to this place of happiness that everyone is seeking the easy way, is just as obscure as doing it the hard way, because so few people talk about it. And trust me, you don't really want, if you need more convincing, you don't really want to be someone who seeks like challenge, to seeks to be challenged and wants to start start fights basically and take risks in order to be happy. You don't want to be a person who derives genuine joy from doing difficult things. Because usually such people in real life, they do exist, but usually they do it because they know nothing else. It's a little bit of a narrow reality. For example, I take I, I I think I qualify as one of those people, which is ironic because that's one part of me which is in balance in delicate balance with my very simplistic um, values and my simple goals for my life. I don't want to change the world at this point. I just want to change the world for the select few people I care about that's what I'm all about, at this point in time anyway, it might change in like a few decades, but who knows, but at this point in time, I don't have a grand vision, yet it is also in ba- that part is also in balance with a part of me which also takes very bold risks, because in, essence, in, a, in a way, the sense, the sense of being on the edge is the only way I can survive. I can't work any other way, I can't work when everything is stable and easy and predictable. And I've tried it many times, but it's just a very awful place to be, nothing gets done and you don't know why anything's wrong, but the minute I introduce risk back into the, um, into the equation, either by accident or intentionally, everything just goes back to normal. I don't know why it's like that, and I don't know if it'll ever change. That's not an advantage though it sounds cool, oh, you know, Mika's a risk taker, he does, fucking, he bought a, he spent all his money on like a Rolex at 20, now he's broke and he's still gonna climb the ladder and build his content and grow his empire and all that bullshit, sounds cool on paper, but it's not an advantage because most of the time I run in circles, I wrote this before, I think there's a Medium article I wrote which actually turned out to be pretty popular, it's called Speed is a Funny Thing in Life, And it was talking about, I was reflecting about how I move really fast through different stages of life, at least so far. Like, I skipped through high school like no one's business. Um, My level of understanding of quality relationships far surpasses anyone in my age group. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, from my own observations of how other people in my uh, age range act, and comparing that to how old people who have been through, like loss and grief and like separation, act—it's—it's it's more similar to them, to them than people my age. And I'm—I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm, the only one. But there's there's several, a lot of my friends are like that actually, like they share the same unusual stance on relationships as me. But, um, the point I'm saying I'm trying to make is, I, I, I blast through all these stages in life. But most of the time, it's just to run really fast in a circle. This is not an advantage for me. It's not really. It sounds really cool in some ways, sometimes, when you paint it in a certain light, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. That piece, that article, Speed is a Funny Thing in Life, is basically reflecting on how I blast through different stages of life, as I was saying. But most of the time, I run in circles. So that's why, like, that's why I s- the title is "speed" is a funny thing because you think that it just gets you further, faster. But speed is not um, inherently good because you don't take into account direction. And if you just go really fast, like on the spot, it doesn't really do you much good, does it? Compared to someone who has a focused direction but goes a lot more slowly. So all I'm trying to say is people who sacrifice comfort for something greater, people who take risks, who put risks before everything else and live these like so-called cool lives, they're the outliers. There's something wrong with them. There's an anomaly in like their brain chemistry and their conditioning and their past and something, something is wrong with these people that makes them do that because you don't naturally do that starting out. There's something wrong with you. And I'm not saying those people are bad, but I'm just saying that's not a goal. You, It's not necessarily a suitable goal to work up to. It's kind of like um, becoming an NBA athlete, right? How many players are there in the NBA across all the teams? Something like, I think it's less than 400, something like that, right? 300 something, I don't know. I'm not like a basketball nerd, but um, I heard it once. It's like, let's say it's... At most four hundred players right in the n b a the chances of you getting into the n b a is like four hundred and seven and a half billion or something like that, or I guess like in the men's n b a it would be like half of that that's a pretty shit odds, so it doesn't mean that uh, that like because because the odds are so thin, the people who are in the n b a are considered outliers, they're not the norm. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them but that doesn't mean that you should strive to be that um as your main goal because the chances of you actually making it are so fucking slim unless you are extraordinarily obviously talented for a very long time then yeah sure it can make sense but to make a shot that is so 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 that has such slim chances that doesn't really make sense and that's kind of what people do when they pick um a hard life when they pretend to live a challenging life and challenge themselves and push themselves and grow and like 10 times this and you know boost their success mind capacity self-help bullshit all kinds of shit. all the whole the entire field of self-help i feel like is dedicated to making people push themselves to be bigger faster Uh, stronger and all that but my natural stance on self-help is that why don't we just learn a little bit to fix what we already got instead of just getting more and more and more and more and growing and bigger and all this why not just make what we have now really pretty instead of expanding the land and conquering this and conquering that and growing yourself it's a completely different approach which is why i said this episode In many ways This concept is like The 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 core of this Entire podcast There's an abundance of happiness Where no one is looking I really do believe that So Don't feel bad about wanting things That are easy It's a legitimate way to be happy There's I'll give you an example of it Um. Recently <laughs> For some reason Okay I, it's a running joke in this in the show. Some people in the audience have recently texted me about it, like saying this is actually pretty entertaining and funny, even though it's really st- it start off really dumb. But this thing, this running joke, uh, is actually ending up to be a staple of the show, and they quite appreciate it, which I I quite appreciate. But there's this joke that watches, mechanical watches, make it into every single episode of this show almost every episode i think at this point it's been every single episode actually for the past like week or two but anyway and then people say you know what you talk about watches so much you should just make a watch podcast and you know what i've been thinking about it i've been thinking all right but i'm just all the marketing work that would have to go into it i'm not too excited about that anyway uh i digress i'm gonna give a watch example that's why i mentioned that there's a abun- there's an abundance of happiness where no one is looking I pulled, I looked, I I overturned a rock where few people look recently, and found a great deal of joy. In other words, I did something unexpected, something that few people advise on, a direction few people point to, and found an abundance of joy in that endeavor. What I did is, I spent most of my money on a Rolex, brand new Rolex watch. Because I'm a very, very. Um, I ju- I'm just really into watches, mechanical watches. I like gold. I like shiny shit. I'm a minimalist. I don't like having stuff. So the stuff I do have, it's very high class. Um, and it means a great deal to me. So it just checked all the boxes. So I spent most of my money on this. And the circumstances surrounding it, this purchase, are really. make it a really risky move because. I don't know if you know but i'm completely self-employed i make my living writing on the internet medium and then um revenues from the podcast i'm attempting to set that up soon but like all of it now is just basically medium medium earnings so given that single unstable source of income it's a pretty stupid move to spend all that money and tie it in an illiquid asset but on the other hand even though it's something that few people advise on and it's a really undocumented path it has brought me so much joy there's no single physical object i've ever bought or digital object i've ever bought which has granted me so much joy i look down at it every time and it's like it's almost like the first time all over again it sounds cheesy but It sounds like I'm being like a real Rolex fanboy here, which is going to piss a lot of watch people off. But I don't care because this is my show and I can talk about where the fuck I want. But the point is, for this example, I find a lot of joy. I found a lot of joy where in this unexpected place, every time I look at it, it's like it makes me happy. So, I mean, it's a bit of a lazy way, you could say, to do this. Like I could have invested all this money into my business and grew... To become a millionaire in like five years i see that as entirely possible i you could say it's kind of like um boring normal you know you just buy something and it makes you happy versus like doing something really cool and like making a difference in the world and that making you happy sure you can say compared to all that this is a little bit boring but i don't give a fuck because i'm happy (laughs) every time i feel this on my wrist i get happy every time i look at it every time i wipe it before i go to bed every night Every time I wake up in the morning and check the time on it, it's the first thing I look at. Every, t- every time I wake up and every night when I go to bed, because I don't have a girlfriend yet. But like for now, it's I look at it, close my eyes and go to sleep. Wake up, open my eyes and look at it, to check the time. That's it's the last thing I see and the first thing I see, and that gives me so much joy and on a level I've never known. And I'm not trying to promote this watch. I'm just trying to promote the fact that you can. Find a lot of happiness by doing the easy thing. I mean, sure, it's a Rolex. It costs like the price of a car, a pretty high-end, like decent family car, I think. In depending on where you live in the world. But point is, it's an expensive purchase. It's not easy, like especially at my age, and it's not, um, it's not uh, super attainable, even among watch communities, because Rolex is like a mid to high-end watch brand because they price themselves so like highly but compared to what could have been like relatively speaking it's an easy quote unquote easy comfortable uh, hedonistic sort of way to, to spend my money and it worked and I'm just saying it worked it worked there's an abundance of happiness where no one is looking it's not like anyone told me to do this I thought of this myself and I'm like what the hell and it actually worked don't feel bad about wanting things that are easy. It's a legitimate way to be happy. And this thing on my wrist is a proof of it. Anyway, sorry to talk about that Um, so long. Again, you've probably heard this. If you listen to every episode, you've probably heard that story like 20 times, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, moving on to the last section. How do you do this, right? So you've heard the whole spiel. You you get it. You're like, okay, Mika, I hear you. Seek comfort, take things easy. It's a legitimate way to be fulfilled and happy. How the fuck do I do that? Well, I can't give you specific examples because it depends on who you are, what you're doing, where you are in life, and how much you're willing to devote um, to having this. You could be comfortable already in your setup, in your framework, and that's fine. But uh, here are some general steps. First, if you want to pursue a life of comfort and make it fulfilling and happy, You need to swallow the hard things first. You need to be realistic with your values and your expectations. You can't um, have it all. You need to have some level of perspective and see, okay, what's realistic, and then set that as a goal. Next, you need to know exactly what you want. For example, I know that um, I have a very clear ordering of priorities. Uh, Top is probably my health aka my sanity and my physical health because I can't do anything for the world if I'm dead or dying. Number two is probably the quality uh, relationships I keep talking about, so investing time and energy into my friends and loved ones. Three is probably my brain, so working on things that actually don't kill me, not just taking shit jobs to pay the bills, like keeping my mind engaged and happy and inspired basically. Number four is probably um, it's gonna sound real stupid, but it really is watches. Like watches are a lot more than just tools to me. It's they they represent memories. They're they're like trophies of triumph that I that I collect after finishing chapters. It's kind of like you survive all these Hurdles and the things you did to surpass them will haunt you forever unless you cap it as a happy memory in your mind. And by buying like a shiny watch at the end of every phase, it's like you have a happy, pleasant way to remember all the things you just conquered. So that's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. So that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't have to be. I'm just giving an example of that's my priorities, but um, know what you want very clearly. And the last thing you do is work hard to get it. I know it's a bit paradoxical because, you know, this thing is about seeking comfort. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, work hard to get it. And that doesn't sound very comfortable. But the key here is to do what you love. Uh, for example, for me, I have that clear list of priorities. And I know that there are a lot of paths I could take which are more, quote unquote, efficient to achieve that goal, Right. For instance, I once held a job at a media company in Germany, and it paid me pretty fucking well for the experience which I had, which is zero, and the qualifications I had, which is also zero, but I didn't take that job, or I did, but I quit it, because it wasn't work that I loved doing. You need to make sure you enjoy what you do. Because the whole point of this is to work at creating a comfortable life, so if your work to achieve a comfortable life isn't in itself comfortable, well you're not doing a very good job. So in my case, now, currently, I write about um, feelings, basically, on the internet, on medium, and that and that earns me money, excuse me. so and yeah, like I'm as puzzled as you. it actually works, but the point is, do what you love. And that's how you can work hard to seek a life of comfort. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that simple episode. These always go a bit longer when I'm... Um, when the episode takes a bit longer to formulate, it always goes a bit smoother and a bit a bit nicer. I don't know, it's just, it's nice. Maybe you guys hated it, but I don't care, I liked it. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna finish with that quote from myself, which I quite like because it's ringing in my ears right now. There's an abundance of happiness when no one else is looking. Anyway, on that note, I'll leave you with that today. Thank you for tuning in to Pink. I'll talk to you in the next one.